Hey everybody, welcome to Defining Kinks. I am your host, Ruthie Run, again. <laughs> and with me today, I have got two very delightful partners in crime, pretty much. You, it's hard to find one without finding the other, and I don't mind that one bit. But today, I have with me Talking Smut and Sneaky Smut. Hello. I've read it. <laughs> <laughs> And we are going to talk about a very, a big one. Uh, we're going to talk about submission today on today's episode. So um, I'm pretty hyped. So am I. I'm, I'm pretty. Yeah. yeah. We enjoy it. <laughs> we love to see it. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> yeah, right? Yes. Oh, yes, we do. <laughs> so, um before we get into uh, breaking down a little bit what submission is, I just want to hear uh, from my guests. Uh, we can start ladies first, Snakey. <laughs> um, so basically, I just kind of want to know, uh, you give us a little blurb about who you are, uh, a little bit about who you are, what you do, and kind of your general experience with submission as a kink. Cool. Um, so I'm Snaky. I'm sure most people know me from Reddit. Um, I started doing this uh, about a year and two months ago. I had no idea that it existed, and a friend told me about it, and I got into it, and I really liked it, and so I've stuck around. <laughs> um, it's a lot of fun because I get to explore things that I've never done or things that maybe aren't necessarily my kinks, but I've actually picked up a lot of kinks through, throughout the year. <laughs> I feel that it's yeah. kind of like that. <laughs> like you collect them. It happens. <laughs> um, but my number one kink um, has been submission. I am a submissive. I know that sometimes I don't play <laughs> submissive in audios. Mm -hmm. I'm a switch or I do FDOM, but I am completely subby in my real life. <laughs> um, submission to me is an escape. I have to make a lot of decisions in everyday life that I hate doing. I like somebody to make decisions for me. <laughs> um, so it's a, it's really freeing to me, which I think that some people might find that weird, but it is. I like relinquishing all of my control to one person who I trust so that I can mm -hmm. float away for a bit. <laughs> so that's kind of a little bit about me. <laughs> Nice. Thank you. Yeah, we'd love to see it. Yes. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to talk more about it, um, but we'll definitely get into that because you bring up some really awesome points from a submissive Thank you. Side, side view already. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a switch right in the middle. Uh, I really am any day I could flip one way or the other. So good luck, <laughs> Mr. or Mrs. Future Wren, because <laughs> I, you don't know what you're getting when you wake up in the morning. I'm sorry. <laughs> So. I love that. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> exciting. But for me, sometimes it's kind of annoying because it can happen in a matter of minutes. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. I love that. It's wild. It's, it's yeah, it's exciting. So if you like spontaneity, you know, <laughs> it, it's a good thing. So, but yeah, I'm right in the middle myself. Uh, that being said, my experience uh, for my listeners, uh, you know, or new listeners, I was completely submissive. Uh, like through and through until three or four years ago. And then that's when I started exploring, you know, being more dominant, being more in control in different things. And I agree from the submissive standpoint, I love the letting go. 
uh, mm-hmm. because I am a very fiercely independent, make it or break it on my own kind of lady. So I do a lot of things and I drive a lot of things in my life. So letting go, it, especially in the bedroom, is quite a release mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Yeah. So I totally respect that I get it. We're going we're gonna to delve into it more. The other side is, is I love dominance and I love somebody who gives me everything. <laughs> gives me everything. Yes. I love it. Uh, and I love, uh, I love seeing what in unfurls when my partner lets go and trusts me that way. So I see it from both sides. Uh, so I super enjoy it. Uh, and that leads us to Smut. What it, yep. Tell us about you. <laughs> Hi. Um, yeah, uh, I Reddit knows me as Talking Smart, um, and I make audio porn, um, <laughs> and I've been having a great deal of fun doing it. Someone eventually is going to catch on to that and is going to come and tell me to stop. But until then, I've been getting away with uh, murder for about a year and a bit now uh, and thoroughly enjoying it. Um, I'm a dom. Uh, I didn't think I was to start with. Um, it's been a, it's been a long, slow journey to this, but uh, submissives kept coming up to me and saying, "Oh, you radiate such dom energy," and me being vaguely vanilla for most of my life. Well, it was like, no, <laughs> how dare you? How dare you suggest this, clutch pearls? Uh, but it turned out to be it turned out to be the case. Um, and for me, submission is a huge gift. It's it's seriously it's it's chance to play with all the toys, <laughs> and I do like playing with all the available toys, not just some, <laughs> all of them, <laughs> mine. <Right>. So, <laughs> yeah, it's it's um, it's a chance to explore stuff, and there's a, and and also um, a big part of being a dom is being involved in a really honest, really communicative relationship, which. Often you don't see outside of uh, sort of dom sub partnerships. It's sure. fun. It's in, it's an interesting comparison between um, between that kind of thing and, and, and like a standard vanilla relationship. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely agree with that in the fact that I think sex and sexual relationships, uh, especially or, or I feel almost definitely a dominant sub uh, dynamic is much more vulnerable than just, uh, you know, non kink related or vanilla sex, you know, you know, vanilla relationships and things like that, because you take everything so much further. And like you said, it's such an exploring Mm -hmm. dynamic, you explore things, Mm -hmm. you explore your limits, you explore each other, you know, and that's part of it is reaching these new levels. And so you definitely very communicative and trust based. So yes, definitely agree. Mm hmm. Definitely. Well, when we speak of submission, so thanks for sharing. We, we're excited to just, we're, I'm already excited. I'm already excited Yay. to know more. So, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, don't get into tangents yet. There's, you have a, you have an outline. Like, just don't, so, um, but uh, so speaking of submission, um, we kind of talked about this a little bit on my episode on dominance. Uh, and I had a couple of guests on that. Um, but we want. I wanted to talk for a second for my listeners because I don't think I've ever broken this down. So I'm going to use you, you two to kind of help resonate with me a little bit here. Yes. Um, <laughs> there's a difference between um, what a kink is, what a fetish is, and what a sexual role is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, these are all three different things, and a lot of people don't realize that. And that's okay. We're not 
mad at you that you don't know. Just some people just don't realize that some people use these words so interchangeably, um, you know, and, and so we're just going to try to, you know, throw it out there a little bit. <laughs> uh, and I know that Snakey's thrown this out on her Twitter. Yes. And I was like, oh, gosh. <laughs> I was just like, no. oh, gosh. <laughs> like, it's funny because almost that same day I was like researching this stuff and I was just like, oh, wow. Like, can she like see what I researched and was oh, no. putting notes on? And now she's like, don't mess up. Or... <laughs> uh, no, so. no. I saw that people were doing that. And it once you know, it, it starts to be like, eh, it just hits you in a way that you're like, no, I don't need that <laughs> every time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, if uh, if you want to go ahead, uh, I'll let you go ahead and take the floor. Can you give us, if you can tell the listeners, <clears throat> either of you, uh, the difference between what a kink and a fetish is? Should we split it? <laughs> Which one would you I'll like? take. I'll take fetish. So a fetish is something that you need sexually every single time to become sexually aroused. Um, let me just here, I'll pull up an example. Um, so it's kind of like a... I know that they use it for foot fetish, but I know that that one's interchangeable for sure. Um, but it's mm-hmm. like saying, mm-hmm. um, here, I'll use one of mine. Um, I have a spanking fetish instead of a kink. I need that almost every single time to become sexually aroused. So it's something that you need every single time, um, whether it's an object or um, an action or kind of a role that someone's taking even sometimes i've seen it explained like that so that's a fetish mm-hmm. you must have it every time to get set of sexual gratification <laughs> mm-hmm. yes exactly almost uh, yeah and i think that's defined uh, an act or an object uh that yep. is sexually used or desired that is nearly almost always necessary for the person to become aroused mm-hmm. or to enjoy like you said gratification of that sexual encounter so you got it. Yes. So now we're gonna I mean, now we're gonna quiz smut. <laughs> well, I was just gonna add that, that a fetish is actually often a clinical diagnosis. Oh. So it's it's um yeah it's a diagnostic term because fetish is not just a fun thing that that you need to indulge. It can actually be something that you require for even even for arousal. Ooh, I didn't mm-hmm. know that. So. Yeah, I have. A, I had a I had a friend. We're going to call him Buddy for the purposes of this anecdote. <laughs> but um. Buddy was in a a a, 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 a long term relationship, um, and uh, he couldn't become aroused until he was wearing a collar. Oh wow! Oh wow! Okay. So yeah. it so didn't definitely. get hard at all, yeah. not even a little bit. I mean, he he could experience the desire for sex, right? But until that little bit of leather went round his neck, nothing was going to happen. Oh wow! So, and that that's a fetish. Yeah. So a fetish can be a limiting factor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, as much as anything else, whereas a kink, a kink is a, is not a have to have; it's a nice to have. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, a, a kink is something that you like to indulge in. It can be for you know, you might have um, a, a thing for stockings. That's a kink. You know, uh, uh, um, so if it's involved, then sex for you is going to be just a little bit extra fun. You know, yeah, or, or yeah. maybe even a lot extra fun. But if it's not there. You're still going to be able to get aroused. You're still going to be able to orgasm, and everything will still be, you know, pretty darn good. Yeah. So, you know, good way yeah, to put that. That's the major difference. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's definitely it's it's you don't need it every time. Uh, in the definition that I found, uh, is that it is. Uh, so a kink is non-conventional sexual practice practices, concepts, or fantasies. 
uh, yeah. that are used uh, as part of the sexual experience. Um, and basically, for those that don't know, kink, uh, I don't know how much that translates across all languages, but kink is kind of like a, a turn or a bend in the chain. So it diverges from normal sexual experience. So that's how Smut was saying. Like, if you don't have it, you still have sex and you can still enjoy it. That's quote unquote normal, you know, or vanilla, as a lot of people say. So this this divergent to this fantasy or whatever it is, you know, this practice that you like, that you enjoy, that's a nice to have. It's a, a kink. It's a off off the beaten path a little bit. So that's a good way to put it. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So because some people don't realize that's what kink came from. So, or, you know, I was just like, oh, OK, you know, so um, but yeah. And then uh, the last one we have role, which uh, is pretty self-explanatory. But a role is the function assumed or the part played by a person. Uh, and in this case, we're talking about during a sexual session or encounter or relationship. So, but some people use this interchangeably. So that's why I wanted to bring up the role. That was a good thing uh, to bring definition. up. Definition. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. some, for some, they don't realize they're, or they think <laughs> that, uh, I wanted to bring these up too, because when somebody says, you know, um, like when uh, you both, you both said like, I'm, a dom and snaky said i'm a submissive you know through and through that's what people assume they assume oh well that's their sexual role that's everything that's that's their end all be all of their whole sexual experience and you know that's how they do everything <laughs> and as we just defined that's not the case right so yeah so well, it's yeah it could yeah. be for some for mm -hmm. some it could be uh <laughs> it's a definitely lifestyle out there so which is you know for a lot sure. of people really love it speaking of such since you guys have a lot of experience and you obviously seem to be really into <laughs> um and we've kind of hinted at it so what to you is most appealing about submission you you want to go first i went first last time okay <laughs> um i was hoping for a moment there to think but uh <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what the biggest appeal for me is the opportunity to take on board what someone really wants from sex and to make it happen because dominance is about is not not about just getting your own way it's about understanding what your partner needs and making it happen for them in a way that you enjoy so um I'm a bit theatrical. <laughs> I like I like the opportunity to create scenes and moods and atmospheres and to be absolutely frank about this and to be completely honest other people's visions just get in the way. <laughs> so <laughs> That's fair. Um yeah, uh so if I want to create, you know, if um if my partner likes being spanked, for example, and it's a nice one to pick because it's a fairly common kink. Yeah then, you know, um, okay, I can just, you know, put you over my knee and, and, and have at you. But isn't it much more fun if um, if there is a justification for that? <laughs> yes. And and being able to decide, <laughs> exactly, being able to decide what that is beforehand and to be able to drive that for my partner. Mm -hmm. Because I know that they're going to, you know, if, if, if it's, a, if it's a, work, a good working partnership, I already know the sorts of things they want from from that experience so i can deliver them and then we both get to have a really good time mm -hmm. so it's it's more or less I, I guess submission for me is um the permission to do that stuff 
uh, and to uh, you know to kind of open the door for someone and say you know look come on this is what this is what you <laughs> like so let's just let's go to it and, and giving them the permission to enjoy it oh yeah no i i can i can see that i i like how you said other people's visions get in the way um oh, yeah. because I, I i i i would call this too many cooks in the kitchen um syndrome where it's you know you're trying to make this great meal and then if somebody you know if you're trying to create it and trying to you know you're doing it and you're in the moment and stuff and if you have somebody that's backseat driving sometimes oh, yeah. it can yeah like I guess that's a good one too like not having somebody backseat drive you know and that's fine but it, you know sometimes you just you know I guess from a dominant perspective you want to you're creating a scene you're creating a moment you're creating this level that you want to get them to or get you both to and you just need them to be quiet <laughs> and just take it because you know what you're doing and you don't need them chiming in no that makes me sound like a mean dom i'm really not <laughs> because i know what's good for them <laughs> no, um, the last thing you want when when things are getting interesting is for somebody to not know what to do Oh yeah. Because there's nothing that, that crashes you out of a moment more than um I mean I guess I suppose uh, I suppose there's that moment in in any kind of um any kind of sex where you know somebody squeaks and looks at you and goes that's the wrong hole. Oh no. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and 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 knowing that you don't have to worry about that moment uh, and a bunch <laughs> of other stuff, you know, they're like um getting the wrong signal presenting the wrong bit of you to the to your partner at the wrong moment and then getting in like a face full of hair or something <laughs> you don't have to worry about any of that that's all taken care of you know I, the submissive is just going to be allowed to enjoy what's happening mm -hmm. because you know we all know what we're here for right and someone is is, is driving the um the situation driving the moment yeah and you know they get to relax and and, and have fun oh yeah um which in turn means that i'm having a great time so you know it's win-win yeah no exactly i think uh the dominant perspective in my dominance episode uh celtic had said that uh, that's how he viewed the the dom uh is as the driving force of the session or the uh, you know the dynamic of that you know night whatever place it whatever it is you know encounter and that's what he mm -hmm. said. It's, you know, the driving force, the director, all these things that they're pulling in, you know, and making sure, you know. So, very, yeah, very, that's very a good way to so put I it. agree. Yeah, like very much. They're, they're setting all the stage and, and making sure everything's in place. And then they just start, you know, like lights up, you know, this up, <laughs> you know, these going, <laughs> bring in mm -hmm. the strings, you know, yeah. so bring in the rope. <laughs> um, but all that said, you know, you don't get anywhere without your actor. Or your performance. You don't get a yes, performance without without the star. Yep, so front you know. and center. <laughs> it's nice from a dominant perspective and stuff, and and we'll probably will we're going to talk about it. But then there's something to to be said for brats. So. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> I was we'll even about to, to dip my toe into that. <laughs> No, no, you're good. And in fact, I yeah, I would love to uh, from the submissive standpoint. Yes. Uh, what it what about submissive uh, appeals to you? What is so desirable to you that uh, when you when you want it and when you're full in the mood that you seek it out? What what is it about submission that you enjoy? It's it's a lot of things. 
Um, it's one of those things that when I found out what the name for it was, I was like, okay, I've always wanted this, but I didn't know what it was called. Um, mm-hmm. I enjoy being put in my place because I am a bit of a brat. I know we'll touch on that soon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Not much, but a little bit. <laughs> so I like being put in my place. But the other hand of that is I'm a total people pleaser. I don't know if it's the only child in me, but making whoever's in charge of me, making them really ex- happy or proud is the best moment. Um, which so during submission that's like that's the pinnacle that's the top (laughs) we've reached it Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like I said earlier it's about I do a lot in my everyday life too I make so many decisions in a day it's you know it's whatever it's fine I like doing it but when I can give that completely to someone else and just be like yep I'm yours do whatever you want with me (laughs) I don't (laughs) I don't want any say that's that's the best I've I've had vanilla sex, I've had vanilla relationships, and it's just, it's never clicked or worked fully. Um, Because, yeah, relationships, no matter what they are, they're give and take. You have to meet each other in the middle. Um, But I've now, later in life, go more towards having kind of a a kink dom-sub relationship because I have to have that. I have to have somebody that if I'm having a bad day that's going to, pull me aside and be like do you want to rethink how you're acting <laughs> like maybe. <laughs> maybe but I yeah I enjoy the dynamic I enjoy completely just letting go um but it really is it's kind of it's so hard to describe because it's something that from um when I started getting you know sexually active I knew that I wanted because I would say like even at a younger age like 18 like I want you to do this I want you to manhandle me but I don't really have a word for it and then when somebody actually told me what it was I'm like this makes so much sense now (laughs) (laughs) it's all coming together so yeah it's just it's just a moment Having <laughs> having to let go um, because I am a control freak. I really am. I have to have things just so. Um, so breaking that, breaking myself out of that and having somebody break me of that is just perfect. <laughs> that's the moment. Yeah, that's just good sex. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I, I can, like I said, I can totally, you know, relate to that in the yeah I I like I'm sorry you're like so much that you were saying I was just like oh yep know that been there done that I feel that preach sister you got it like because you were like I make so many choices I do it all day long and you're like but no I really like it that way I do like it that way and I'm like yeah this I I feel what she's throwing down because it's like it sounds like you're complaining but at the same time that's how you function. That's your right. walking. We call it, uh, I think in the show I've referred it to as your walking life or your daily life. You yep. know, that's your daily. Uh, it, you know, and it's true. I don't know how to be any other way. That's just the way I function. I lead things. I control mm-hmm. things. I have to have them a certain way or uh, I make so many decisions. I'm a driving force. You know, uh, I encourage other people. I try to please other people. Yeah. Uh, you know. And so, yeah, so sometimes definitely I like, I haven't, I have been fiercely independent since I was a child. Uh, Mm -hmm. Just the house that I grew up in, latchkey kids, helped raise my siblings, 
Uh, I've always been mm-hmm. a mothering type since yeah. I was very young. So to me, I've never had any sort of parental figure. So as I've grown older, I am very stubborn <laughs> to a fault. Like yeah. that brat comes out when somebody tells me, you know, like when they kind of sass me, like they're going, you know, yeah. and my first instinct is like, <laughs> you ain't my daddy. Like, you know, like, you yeah. know, like that's my first instinct. Um, but if it's a partner, like you said, and you have that trust in that established relationship and stuff like that and how mm-hmm. you do get sassy or you – you know, to a fault you're trying to do it or you're trying to control and things like that. And they can really tell that you need to let go and you're ready to let go, but you can't get over that last little (laughs) hump. And then that's when you say they kind of go, you want to rethink how you're talking to me? (laughs) Just like the way they say it in their voice. And you're like, oh, yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. (laughs) I totally need to rethink this right now. (laughs) You know, woo. Um, so, like, I totally get that. Um, and it's definitely mm-hmm. an appeal. I think most submissives, when I took kind of questionnaires and I started talking to people that were submissive or, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of them say just the ability to let go, to not – to be able to trust. And uh, something that they said is actually um, – some people it was letting go so they're no longer in control. But some that I heard was letting go enough so that they could actually feel – the sensations in their body like they could shut their head noise off if somebody else was in Mm -hmm. control of it you know what i'm saying yeah because i think that's how we are the world we have so many gasmos and and gadgets and noise and things being thrown at us all day and for some reason when they have a dominant in front of them saying you're in this moment with me there's nothing else right now and (laughs) having that leveler I think really is very appealing to shut off everything else and you can actually enjoy what you're trying to accomplish together for your pleasures. So that's so true. Because there there are any amount of self-help gurus who will tell you, and indeed Buddhism, Zen Buddhism, talks about being in the moment and living in the now. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of submissives, that is the best way for them to live in that moment. Mm-hmm. Because if your dominant's doing their job and doing it right, then there isn't anything else. And right. you, you resolve the world into the space around you mm-hmm. and what's happening to you. And you get to experience that and nothing else. It's very powerful. It is. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of fun to do right. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, yeah. it definitely is. It It is. And uh, I think, uh, although I think us as uh, erotic you know, voice actors and making audio (laughs) porn and things like that. Uh, However you want to um, say it, either way, it's all the same. Uh, It's we kind of in a small way channel that in the sense that in a dominant sense, when they put in the headphones and they shut everything else out, Mm -hmm. it's just us and them, you know, in that moment. So it's very, and so I think that's one reason that I really started to enjoy the Eftem stuff is because I could definitely see, you know, that this is my moment to get them to this certain level and they're not, I'm not going to let anything take it from me. It's mine. <laughs> I love that. You know, and, I'm, and it's like, it's mine and you're mine until this audio ends. So here's what we're going to do. You know, so it's a very fun, different w- thing to explore. Like I said, I was submissive for so very long. I love that. Um, mm-hmm. 
So yeah, so there is another <laughs> another aspect to to this as well, which is one that isn't spoken about quite so often, mm-hmm. um, but which I've encountered a lot, um, and I wonder if if it chimes with you with either of you two, which is there used to be such a stigma about enjoying sex mm-hmm. that um, a couple of the submissives I've met in the past have needed to have a dominance so that they can enjoy it because what they need is the permission to enjoy it. Oh, yeah. So it's it's not something they, you know, uh, they can tell themselves that for that space of time, these are not things that they asked for or went searching for because that would be shameful and, and terrible. But these are things that are happening to them. And are, yes, they're enjoying them. And yes, they gave permission. But it's a part of the fantasy that um, they are not an active participant, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the, so they, they get to surrender not only the, the control, but like the moral high ground that they have to <laughs> occupy. I love that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, it, I mean, it, it, <clears throat> sorry, it's... um. It's something that I've I've sort of encountered once or twice in that, you know, people, um, particularly from who have lifestyles where they are, uh, dare I say it, not not necessarily in the public eye, but they're under a certain amount of scrutiny. So they occupy us. It might be a British thing, but a social class <laughs> where they where a certain type of behaviour is expected of them, and where they're expected to be a certain sort of person, mm-hmm. oh, um, and and that. Yeah, that that doesn't necessarily give them the freedom to indulge in all the things they really want to. Oh yeah, but definitely. in a it's... in a dominant submissive relationship, of course, they can just throw those doors open and say, "Right, you know, <laughs> do what you will." Oh. And it's, it's, it's then it's kind of it's it's kind of then not their fault in a way, you know, you know, not not in a, a shame or blame kind of sense, but by handing over control, they also hand over responsibility. Oh right, yeah. and that can be really freeing. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, I grew up taking care of everybody else and so the way I grew up is you just take what you're given and the thing is is if I wasn't taking care of people I didn't really know what to do with myself on any sort of level and that included sexually and um, where I'm from (laughs) God love them and so do I (laughs) but uh, I'm from Texas and the men are very robust and very macho yeah um and a lot of testosterone and so they you know walk around and like to think they're big tough guys um and they'll tell you what to do um so you know they're very a lot of them are very into a woman who just takes what she's given and i felt as a woman that was my role uh to be submissive that's the kind of person i had to be and to be submissive or to be that way meant that I was a submissive and you know and you know I never was self-seeking in any way um and for me unfortunately it meant for the longest time that I didn't get a lot of gratification out of a lot of sex Mm -hmm. um but eventually when I started exploring myself more and started growing as a person and started to realize that it's okay to explore sex on my own or with friends yeah. or people that I trust and uh, to explore it in general and to ask for things and to expect oh. things <laughs> in asking. sex. Asking. <laughs> yeah, asking. Who does that? Oh. Um, believe me, a lot of experiences were very mortifying for me. Oh, my God. Um, you know, and stuff. And uh, 
the things I've apologized for during sex. Um, but uh, yeah, so like I really I've come from that perspective of, you know, it just you think that because you're a mousy person or because you whatever you feel that you have to be submissive in the bedroom. And that means being submissive means you don't um, you don't ask for anything. You don't expect anything. You just take what you're given. And unfortunately, I know that's uh, how you said it's a stigma and it's something we're probably about to get into the conversation of. Yeah. But being submissive does not mean <laughs> that you give somebody the power to lord over you uh, and yeah. do whatever they want with you and then toss you aside when they're done with you. That is not that's not how right it should be it's not right at all no uh, yeah that's not how that works unless that it's is your that arrangement like unless yeah. that's really what does it for you and we're not shaming you and saying that some people are very into it and if, mm-hmm. and if that's what you're really into work out your parameters work out your boundaries and go for it but as far as like should you have no consent or no say or no commutative you know about what you're doing that's right. wrong that's the wrong part you have rights <laughs> yes you have rights <laughs> you you know it's your sex too just yeah. so you know like that's I think people I think that was my thing for the longest time I thought submissive meant it's not my sex it's his sex right it's it's their sex and mm-hmm. I'm just how smut put it I am just a participant I'm just right along for whatever their ride is (laughs) yeah and hopefully you know and i would hope that that was good stuff for me too unfortunately (laughs) you know yep it wasn't always but yeah that's what i felt so yeah that was the thing so yeah what other stigmas what other stigmas do we got out there um you have the fake you have fake internet doms which i've met a lot of in being a submissive (laughs) they're my favorite (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now that now that I know what they are, uh, but baby snakey didn't know what they are, um, and ah. so yes, I fell into that trap a couple of times, um, and it's exactly what you what you said. A fake dom will immediately. This is what you're going to do for me. This is what I want you to call me. I'm not going to give you anything really. You've got to earn that. That's not how that works. I mean, like you said, in some things it does, but. You should both know that going in. I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. And that's what you, you have. You have somebody that's immediately trying to control everything that you do. Um, they get off and do their thing. And then it's, okay, see you later. See you, later. See you next time. <laughs> Hope it was good for you. <laughs> it, that's, right. that's not the way that it, it works. Um, so mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a stigma. I feel um, there's probably a lot of submissives out there like me who you just want it so bad that you're pretty much willing to take whatever you can get because mm-hmm. you just want to try it or you want to get your feet, you know, wet more than you have. And so you just jump in. Don't do that. <laughs> don't, <laughs> please don't, learn. Yeah, please learn. Please don't be <laughs> me and agree to situations that you don't want to really do, whether they be online or IRL, just because you want to do it. Um, because afterwards you will, you'll have to figure that out. But when you actually meet somebody who knows what they're doing, it's just eye opening. But yeah, that's a big stigma. And, and I think there are a lot of um, quote unquote doms that prey on that because there are so many um people that are submissive and they just you know they don't really fully understand it which is fine I don't even fully understand it but (laughs) 
you know, you have to have an idea of what you're doing or you can get taken advantage of and it's not fun. Oh. Something that I, I noticed um, early on is that a real dom, and I, it's, it sounds terribly gatekeepy. <laughs> the way the thing I've noticed about what I would regard as a real dom, the people who actually care about it mm. and are into it, either as a lifestyle. I've, I've met more than a few of those, and yeah, Ooh. lots to learn. <laughs> um, but uh, the the ones that are, the ones that are actually serious about it and take it, you know, as like an, almost an article of faith. Is they they do a lot more listening than they do talking. You find that in um, that if if you if if the person you think is a dom is not allowing you to say what you want as a submissive, you are not with a dom. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. You know whether they're calling themselves a dom or not, or if that's what they're identifying as, or if that's what they're trying to be, um, or that's what they're not. I feel that anybody who's trying to come for from the dom perspective and is so quick to grab the power without any pre-knowledge, without any pre-discussion, without even, you know, pre-relationship. Any dom that is quick to grab that power and control without any of those preemptives, it is a huge red flag. (laughs) Run. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, run. Really just run because – like Smut said, they're not interested, you know, in the actual, you know, what what it should be, which is very communicative and trust-based. I think a lot of people like sex can be very casual and it can be very fun and things like that and stuff. And um, But at the same time, for a lot of people, and especially when you get into like kinks and even, you know, fetishes, which we're not really talking about, but the kinks, um, it's it's also very vulnerable because uh, oh, it's yeah. very personal, it's, to some people, very sacred things that they're sharing with you. And to, especially as a submissive, as the, what we're talking about a submission today, uh, to relinquish that control is a completely vulnerable thing. So if they're not asking you questions, asking what you need, you know, even listening to you, then they're not ready for the power that comes with that responsibility, um, in my opinion. No, I completely agree with that. That's true. That's really true. Because I've had some conversations in being into the submissive mode um, about certain kinks and telling somebody something that I've never told anybody else. And I wouldn't have done that until we were to a certain level because I'm a very guarded person in general. Um, Mm -hmm. So doing that and opening up to somebody and if they're not actually listening to you or they're just listening enough just to get in your pants (laughs) is not Mm -hmm. fun. (laughs) yeah and it turns a lot of people off of it because i i know people that i've met in this community who are like oh i'm just you know i'm coming back into dipping my toes into it because i got scared off last time and that sucks to hear (laughs) like that's not Mm -hmm. fun it really does it It sucks to hear that definitely which is like and it's if that's only a testament to how vulnerable like the sex psyche is because i mean Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, what we do is very voice based, um, you know, and in, you know, not that we're knocking anybody and not we're saying and, and this is completely, uh, I can be completely candid, I'm not afraid to be. But mm-hmm. everything is online now. And, and we do a lot of voice stuff. And you know, I know, in my younger days, I went through a quote, unquote, slutty phase, um, when all the voice <laughs> stuff was very exciting. And I was having phone sex partners and online partners and having so much fun. 
mm-hmm. even though we were physically never together for whatever reason, which is probably good because, you know, the Internet's a crazy, <laughs> scary place sometimes yeah. when you really think about it. Um, but even though we were never physically together, that dynamic and that trust and that vulnerability even on that psych level of submission and dominance is very can be very jarring if it goes wrongly and it can really make people gun shy it's true that's really true i think everybody goes through that phase (laughs) online i did that too when (laughs) i first got the internet and stuff but eat like you said (laughs) and i was still learning things then and figuring out who i was but there's things Mm -hmm. that i learned then or talked about then that have stuck with me now um but yeah I I remember having some conversations and you just walk away drained (laughs) so yeah it's um the internet can be very draining (laughs) uh what do you think smut (laughs) the internet draining (laughs) um yes it can be on on the one hand there's an awful lot of um <laughs> there's an awful lot of fun to be had um but if you if you allow yourself to be um open with too many people oh, yeah. <laughs> i mean um, just as a one of the perils of being a dom and because a lot of the audios I produce uh, and create are um, from that perspective, because there are an awful lot of people out there that like them. Um, so, you know, why wouldn't I? Uh, <laughs> you get a lot of demands on your attention and time. And that's not necessarily great for me, because um, one of the things that being a Dom requires is focus. So I'm not going to have a fun and fulfilling time with like 20 or 30 people <laughs> or, in, you know, I mean, that's a nice thought, but no, that never works in real life. <laughs> you know, um, your focus has to be a lot narrower than that. So one person, because if you're going to do it right, then you can't be um, managing a harem, you know? <laughs> Dom responsibly. No, it's true, though. Um, it's true. And um, it's always funny because I'm... Uh, I'm such a tease. I'm, I'll just say it. I am such a tease. I love to tease. That is me. I don't care what the dynamic is. I love to be the slow burn tease <laughs> is probably my biggest kink, to be honest. I joke about other things, but that probably I could do that all day or day all the time. <laughs> I just I enjoy it and stuff. And so I joke around and, and sometimes, you know, people reach out or, you know, and, you know, they're like, oh, you know would you be interested in the dynamic, you know, or whatever and stuff like that and, you know, or doing something or taking this further and and really that focus that, you know, I can't, to me, I can't justify not giving a full focus to somebody that's willing to trust me with submission. Oh, right. Um, so that's my yeah. thing you know and it's and i've said it before i love you you're a gem you're sweet you are sexy you're exciting i i love it you know but especially you know online or different things you know or just at this time because i'm a workaholic <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, i can't give you the focus i feel you deserve for the vulnerability you're willing to give me and to me that's not an equal dynamic 
right. or, you know, and it's not what I'm comfortable with as a dom. And then, and then I will follow mm-hmm. it up with a lecture. And if you're going to go out there and seek this, you need to make sure. Like, <laughs> Good for don't you. you just be lapping it over to anybody? <laughs> like, and then I turn no, into like true. protective mama bird. <laughs> like, uh, you know. But it's good you that do you do that. It, yeah, I just, mm-hmm. I just try to be yeah. upfront about it. You know, we're all adults. You know, it, you know. Uh, yes, you should all be adults. We've all said it. Eighteen and up only, folks. Yes. Um, so, <laughs> um, but uh, mm-hmm. we're all adults here, and you know we should all be open, especially you know, uh, in what we do. And, and that's what I just tell them. You know, it's a big responsibility uh, to be a dominant and to be given that trust. And yeah, I I don't know. I feel like, and I've talked about this in previous episodes. I know polyamory and everything is a thing, but I don't think it works like in a dub in several subs dynamic. I don't think I've ever seen that. I know you mentioned harems, but I don't really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't feel I know, like that's the true dom sub thing, though. You know I know what I'm that saying? there's. Yeah, I know a lot of people who are in poly relationships, but I haven't really heard them doing that either. But I could be wrong. Um, oh yeah, could, no, it could yeah. be a thing. But yeah, yeah, I think just starting out and not having that. I also feel like that's something that you probably need to do in person at some point. And I know a lot of people oh, play yeah. over the internet. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I completely agree with like, it's, it's so hard to do that over the internet, like to give somebody all of like your focus and then go into it with somebody else and then go into it with somebody else. You would be so tired. <laughs> I would it be. Really, yeah. I'm, I'm tired just saying hello to 10 people by the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And. I cannot imagine running a schedule like that either oh, because no. you'd need to have a planner open all the time. <laughs> and it's Tuesday. You'd need to box this out. is Stacy's day. You know, like. Yeah. <laughs> it's eight o'clock. I've got to go get back online. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what you'd have to do to keep it all straight and. And really, and and how long before how long before you're saying to a submissive, well, that's our hour, that's that's your time up. Thank you, and we'll see you next yeah, week. Sex I mean, work like that all the no. time. No, you know it doesn't. I, I've I think we've all been there where we're like, hey, let's have a ten minute quickie, and then forty eight minutes later, you're like, well, <laughs> it didn't go really exactly <laughs> yeah. how we thought it would. I'm glad we got here though, but it's, right. it of didn't course. really, you know, our bodies don't always work that way. <laughs> Yeah, and and you also you also don't have to want want to have to stop like at oh, any point and go yeah. remind me um remind me is it is it nipple clamps for your ball game <laughs> right. because right yeah that just looks unprofessional at that point bless oh, anybody yeah. who can do that but I couldn't I'm I couldn't and and maybe it's also because I'm I'm an only child so this probably throws me into that if I lick it it's mine I'm not sharing with anyone else <laughs> oh no I've got an extreme jealous bone I mean like you know yeah. I, I do too I'm the same way I'm very open I'm very uh upfront about that um but it, it is true. like it's it's uh that's why it can never work for me in general like in any way I'm I'm super jealous the fantasy's nice like, oh yeah the fantasy's I, great I've definitely had a fantasy and I've joked about it with, you know, some that are like submissive and we, you know, we talk and, you know, we get on and <laughs> and everything. And, it, you know, I'm just like, oh, you guys would be so cute. I would love to just sit there in my tailored suit and watch you two dress each other up. And, you know, as a dom, oh, that's a mood. Great. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's a mood. Believe me. And it's great. <laughs> but in real life, like after that little session, I would just feel I'm like, oh, I can't divide my time between you two. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh yeah, I get so, so attached to yeah. one person that mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 
Yeah, it would be it would be lovely <laughs> to have to have a, a little group of a little group of people that I could you know <laughs> mess around with, play yeah. with, whatever. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, someone's getting left yeah. out, and that's not okay. One of the things about poly groups as well, I've noticed there is a crossover between uh, successful polyamorous groupings and um, dom sub relationships, and that is the open communication and the levels of trust. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you don't get one without the other. So I know, like, for example, Polly doesn't work for me, and I've not been fortunate enough to meet, you know, in real life meet people for whom it does work successfully, but I know it's out there. Oh, yeah. And um, mm-hmm. because I've spoken to people who are, you know, involved in that. And, and again, there is that Venn diagram of, like, uh, communicative and intelligent, and um, but also, you know, high listening skills. And in the middle of that is, like, this this space that is occupied by... BDSM relationships <laughs> and polyamorous people, and it's it's just an interesting little crossover point. But I don't think you get the best out of either without that talking, constant talking and listening. Oh yeah, yeah. I've said that on previous episodes when it, polyamory has come up. I can only assume I have a lot of respect for people that can make it work. Uh, yeah. I've only run into mm-hmm. one group, uh, and it was a threesome: uh, two females, one male. Uh, and they were a very functioning uh, threesome, uh, you know, as far as like a unit, a, a couple. It was all very equal. It, I was very blown away by it uh, because I, like I said, I get very jealous, uh-huh. uh, you know. But when I saw them and they would say goodbye, it was like everybody kissed everybody and everything Aww. was equal. And they all had like chores <laughs> and they were all like there for advice and it was just mind-blowing to me. I have a lot of respect for it. Uh, Definitely. But I feel that they were so open, and like you said, it was such a level of communication and stuff that I think communication and certain boundaries or things they've worked out, you know, behind the scenes, you know, that probably we – well, that we definitely don't see. And I think without those, I don't think they would work. Um, But that said, I've never seen, like, a dom-sub dynamic, and – we brought up harems and to me harems are more of you've got the one leader and you the other ones don't question i don't feel like that as much as you know because mm-hmm. yeah. a harem situation traditionally is they're the end all be all the master is so it doesn't really matter if you want to go along with it or don't go along with it i don't feel like that's a true dom sub dynamic no not you at know. all no not that we're talking about anyways <laughs> kind of yeah. i mean about. if you're if you're out there and making it work, hats off to you, yeah. um, because you're way more organized than I could ever be. Right? Yeah. yeah. And by making it work, we say as long as everybody's happy, safe, yeah. and yep. having a good time for works for you, great, great. Like I said, I got a lot Everyone's of getting their yeah. needs met. Yeah. I can, I yeah, I can barely barely juggle myself. Juggling another person's <laughs> tough, and then I get yeah. jealous if there's anybody else. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Same. Right. <laughs> Okay, so basically this part of the show is something I call share time where we basically just ask like really fun questions or, you know, experience sharing that we do. Um, So I guess we've kind of talked about it. Um, As far as um, your split, I know you guys have said this is a kink. Um, Mm -hmm. If you had to give your dominant submissive you know like if if you're a switch or if you like if you do identify as a switch at all what would you say your percentage lean is like what percentage (laughs) submissive are you versus dominant oh 
I think I'm pr- I'm like 99 percent there's one percent of me and I know that Smut and I have had conversations about it before um there's a percentage of me that could dom um probably in another woman or mm-hmm. um a man who's super submissive because I've I've met some men that I'm just like oh my god shut up oh yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) um so I think there's one person of me that could get behind that and and probably especially um with another with another woman um so I think I'm 99 percent but yeah mostly submissive but (laughs) there's one percent of me that could go the other way (laughs) (laughs) nice nice and what what about you smut I I don't know if you you said you really have a lean do you, I, I, do you switch I lean definitely Dom. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, <laughs> about about ninety nine percent. Submissive? No, not really. Um, uh, somebody tried it once. <laughs> uh, it did not go well. <laughs> the worst thing the worst thing you can try and do is is make a committed Dom try and behave like a submissive because we are automatically bratty. Yeah. Oh, I don't oh my wanna. god. I don't oh wanna, and I'm not gonna. <laughs> and um I, I occasionally this comes up as an anecdote because um the one thing you need to be as a dom is prepared and you need mm-hmm. to be able to trust your tools so um the lady in question handcuffed me to a bed and i broke the chain in the middle of the handcuffs because uh, i didn't want yeah. that it was a very visceral reaction um and it like I said, these are these are not metal handcuffs. These are not decent handcuffs at all. They they had a plastic chain in the middle, so snapping them was a dramatic moment, but it wasn't that impressive. Really <laughs> not. It's not like I hulked out and destroyed the bedroom on my way out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I just made a sudden movement, and there was a snap noise, and then I was apologising a lot. So, um, <laughs> yeah, but it, yeah, it absolutely doesn't work for me. I I can't. I just can't. <laughs> So then I'm guessing since both of you, I mean, Snakey's got the the impressive 99.1%. Um, so it sounds like if, because as you've said, this is your kink and you don't have to have it every time. So then I'm guessing when you are having sex that is uh, vanilla or not kink based, it would be more equal footing than it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I feel yeah. like, yeah. It, or it, I mean, it sounds like you usually would prefer you know like it's really nice and you really enjoy the roles but yeah but if you don't have it then it sounds like it would be more equal you wouldn't lean the other way right uh, yeah gotcha. definitely that <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, totally good. Um, well i'm weird i'm right down the middle although i have like i said i switch i i will be completely <laughs> dominant and teasing and you know very in charge and then for some reason, when I get in the moment, I don't know, you know, they'll say something and I'll be like, oh, you, you want to take over? <laughs> That's fun, like, though. <laughs> they're like, wait, what? Uh, you know, so I don't know. It's just funny. Um, no, I, I think I, I can kind of go. I think it's because I love the power struggle, too. I love the power <laughs> change up dynamic. You know, I love that. It's exciting to me and stuff. I like the to see where it goes um and everything um that being said Mm -hmm. it it's you gotta have a good you gotta have good partners (laughs) 
Yeah. When I'm, because I'm fickle, like I just said, <laughs> I'm fickle. You have to have good partners because something, it gets, it can be frustrating when you both get in the mode and you're like, woo, you know, and then all of a sudden you assume you prepare yourself to lean one way and, and they don't lean, you both end up leaning. Let me tell you, there's nothing harder than two bottoms trying to bottom. Oh my God. <laughs> and, and trying to get the other person to top. <laughs> it's a pretty funny situation at, afterwards. In the moment, you're kind of frustrated. It's a power struggle to see who will give in and take charge. Right. Um, which is a funny thing at the end of the day. It is pretty funny, though. <laughs> there's a paradox. Giving in and taking charge at the same time. How does that happen? Yeah. Right? Right? Yeah. It just, yeah, it just kind of, yeah, I don't know how to explain it. Um, but yeah, like, I guess mine's like right down the middle. It's, it's, uh, it's fun. And I, I think a funny thing is, is that um, I also enjoy, because of such, I think I really enjoy um, being like a, like a service top and, and different things like that, which we haven't really talked about. But dominance in the form of serving in a different dynamic uh so it's something that uh yeah i enjoy a lot so that's cool i also like um mm -hmm. taboo or not uh, is it taboo probably taboo role play in the fact that i love subservient roles and classes and things like that oh, where yeah. they're the dominant so i think same. one of yeah same <laughs> so i really love like maiden master where actually like the master is completely submissive um oh, or like butler fun. yeah or like head butler and like maid but the maid is actually dominant it's very interesting and fun um that's really cool i like that there there is a there is a real life allegory of this it happens a lot in um if you read the Jeeves and Worcester books, um, mm. there is a lot of um, it's set in the 1930s in a sort of Britain that didn't really ever exist. But you know, rich people being lazy and, and swanning around <laughs> country houses and so forth. All the men are completely under the heel of the women. Ah, um, ah. Bertie Worcester's world is ruled by aunts and and also um, uh, nannies. <laughs> so you. you there, there is a there is a popular British sort of thing. It's a bit of a kink in, in that um, the the aristocracy were raised by servants, and therefore they respond to nanny and her tone of voice and that sort of Mary Poppins Ooh. aesthetic. <laughs> oh, hey, see? oh, yeah, see, yeah. yeah, I didn't know that was a thing, but that's definitely me. <laughs> yep. So you know, yeah. um, if I mean, if you if you want to. Uh, you know, if you want a sort of pop culture way of getting into that, Mary Poppins definitely, but also look at um, the family in uh, the Peter Pan stories, the, the Darlings. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. where where the, <laughs> the children are relegated to the nursery. There's a little world there, and you know, some some boys grow up and they never leave it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh true. my god! Yeah. That's so yeah, that's <laughs> that service king thing. How dare you hit my Peter Pan king? <laughs> Oh, man, so funny. So, yeah, no, I just, uh, yeah, I enjoy the power struggle. I, th I think that's why. I think it also just suits me. Uh, some days I want to dom, some days I want to sub. And mm -hmm. and as you can see, like I said, I love the fantasy of, like, two submissives, you know, getting pretty for me and stuff like that. And there's, like, a lot of dominant fantasies that I really enjoy. Um, mm -hmm. So definitely there are days when it's a very heavy dom lean and then some days it's very heavy submissively. So... 
enjoy which it. is completely fair yeah I, I enjoy it and stuff like that it's a uh, it's nice to have the change up uh you know and mm-hmm. I'm so sporadic so it's a good thing <laughs> whoever it is has to be on their toes <laughs> I love that. (laughs) (laughs) So now, a fun one, a fun discussion. Uh, So when it comes to dominance and submissives, there are usually terms and titles and nicknames slash pet names (laughs) that are preferred (laughs) by people. Oh, Um, boy. Uh (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. As far as to, like, use or that you've heard, maybe you haven't got to use yet, but what, what would you... What would you say are some of your actually like your total favorites or some that you just don't get or like this is a good question i love this question this is such a good question (laughs) um from 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 my point of view because um because there's uh uh, a lot of situationality to what i like to do Mm -hmm. the title is not is not something i desperately need Mm -hmm. there are um like scenes moments where one title is more appropriate than others yes you know mm-hmm. so it kind of depends what i'm doing um the default for most people appears to be sir i've, I've had a lot of that uh once or twice master which I, i'm actually quite fond of but then <laughs> i love doctor who and so it's not really <laughs> what people you know um i mean it's it's a little uncomfortable for a brit to be called master because uh slavery and all that and and so that's that's a little bit you know that's that's not something that i particularly indulge in but you know if you're if you're going to uh if you're going to insist then yeah absolutely why not um <laughs> anything for the scene darling anything for the scene um but sir the one the one that i've always resisted but which is appropriate in in more circumstances than i would have believed possible until recently is daddy I do not. I did not, for the longest time, understand that at all. Um, now, obviously, this is a failing on my part. You know, it's if if you like to be called Daddy in moments of passion, that's fine. That's up. To, that that's 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 fantastic for you. I didn't get it. I do now. But that, that was because that was because it was combined with another kink. So, ah, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. So um, it made it, you know, it's one of those light bulb moments where something something changed, and I went, "Oh, now I see." Yes, (laughs) (laughs) and I relaxed about the whole thing. I mean, there was um, I I think there's always a little bit of discomfort uh, with a name with a title like that if you know you are a parent, for example, or were or have been involved in being Mm -hmm. a parent or or stuff like that. You know, Mm because it's a bit sort of. Well, that's a bit close to incesty type, and I'm not really sure about that. But you know, yeah. it's again, it's it's situational. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I'll 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 happily uh, uh, consider <laughs> what what my submissive needs, uh, because if she does or they need to not not just she, but if they need to to call me something, then I'm I'm fine with that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. See, ever changing minds. Hmm. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. There's no, there's no hard and fast. I don't think there's any hard and fast rule with any of this stuff. You know, apart from you know, talk to one another and don't be insane. But <laughs> yeah. um, yeah. you know, uh, if if it's all about if you're if you're making something work for someone else and they need to call you, you know, um, uh, padre or <laughs> padre <laughs> or counselor or president or whatever. Chancellor. Go for it. Yeah, Chancellor. Oh, my God, yes. There's a loaded term. Chancellor. 
judge. <laughs> Chancellor, how many people out there are fantasizing about Angela Merkel right now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's so funny. Yeah, no, I think it's... Yeah, you never know, too, where people pull some of these from, you know, whether it's something they've read or it's the, you know, kind of like the, you know, the whole master thing, some, you know, because if they want to be the slave and master and, you know, it, it, you never know where they pull it from and stuff. Um, well, master used to be an academic title as well. So oh, yeah, if yeah, you've been through say. the English public school system, you know, and, and you desperately want to uh, to, bag, to, to bag a teacher... You may end up calling them you know, master. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Um, yeah, well, uh, Sneaky, you can go. You okay. Like. Um, so I've just started kind of dabbling in this because uh, nobody ever really called me anything. Um, okay. <laughs> um, but I'm fine. I know a lot of people don't like uh, or find certain words degrading. Um, I'm fine with slut. I'm fine with whore. I'm fine with girl, which is super demeaning, but I'm here for it. Mm -hmm. Um, In certain situations, I'll piggyback off what you said, but in certain situations, I like being called princess or little girl. Those are fun. Uh, But I think you're right. It all depends on what's going on. It's Mm -hmm. they are really interchangeable, but I think more often than not, I would prefer slut <laughs> which sounds funny for me saying it <laughs> more often than not i would prefer to be called slut <laughs> <laughs> and no, it's not uh, wrong <laughs> uh, yeah no hey hey whatever yeah whatever you enjoy so um you know i you're so right though about the situational thing i didn't think about it until you guys were talking about it but you know just to go off what you were saying if if i was in a submissive mood and i was put over you know a dom's knee and he was spanking me, um, I would be so much more into it if he was calling me, like, naughty slut as opposed mm. if he was saying bad little girl, you know. Um, oh, mood. Yeah, see, yeah, see, those those two are, like, very different. And you have two different ladies that would be very into either or, or some would be into both. But right. um, I swing more towards, uh, you know, I'd rather be called the naughty slut than the little girl, but that's just me. I was right. going to say that's my people. Um, when I started doing uh, GWA, mm-hmm. um, people were like, "Oh, you can't! No, don't call me naughty. That's such a wet word. That's terrible. That's awful." And I, my my response to that has always been, "That's because you're not hearing it said right." <laughs> no, it's, true. it's true. Yeah, because if you say if you if you tell someone they're a very naughty person. Mm-hmm. And, and you do it in the right tone of voice with the right intention it absolutely works oh yeah inflection yeah like the, uh, yeah that always makes me laugh because uh, i had that conversation i don't know if either of you have uh, had the pleasure of getting to know Arlie aroused uh he's a really good friend of mine uh and he's a welshman but we we did the the episode on dirty talk and how he said how tone and inflection there's so much you can say mm-hmm that you wouldn't think you'd be into. But if somebody says it just the right way and just the right situation and just the right tone, it is dirty city and you are about that life. Like You you are a DTF. (laughs) That's so true, though. It really is. So, um, but yeah, like I didn't even consider that. Like I I think everybody has their go-tos or things that they like. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I feel like, Mm -hmm. yes, like like you guys, uh, something I hadn't even considered depending on what you're doing you would gravitate more towards one or away from another. Um, yeah. 
just for that situation or that scene. Um, so definitely, um, you know, and stuff. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, Snakey, you said what you like to be called. So which ones do you like to use, though? Oh. <laughs> um, I've used pretty much everything. I gravitate more towards sir. Um, but, like, it, again, it's being interchangeable because I currently have a crippling incest kink. <laughs> so... <laughs> It's funny so, how that gets around so so easily and quickly, isn't it? It's very strange. Uh, it does. It goes around. Um, so <laughs> I'm now dipping my toes into the waters of calling someone daddy, which it's it's fine, but it works for that situation. More often than not, my go-to would definitely be sir. It feels right. Plus, I'm from the South, so it's just, <laughs> it pops mm-hmm. off so mm-hmm. easily. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> and I think, oh, I, now I realize that I don't think Smut said what he likes to use. He said what he oh. likes to be called. What I like to use, I mean, again, it does depend on the situation. Um, oh, yeah. Girl is quite good. Um, depending on, because you can you can do all sorts of things with it, because you need to modify it. Just calling someone a girl is just a bit dull. You've got, like... You've got the advantage of the accent. Though. Oh yeah, I'm gonna say oh, this. Oh, definitely. The girl, girl coming from an accent other than American, though, because there's something about a British man saying "girl" different. as opposed to an American man yeah. saying it hit yeah. different. With, like, with the I, with I'm the not, right I'm British like, accent, there is an, an, innate, an innate level of kind of assumed superiority. It's, it's a slightly sneery <laughs> quality. You know, yeah, where you get the impression yeah, that, yeah, kind of, yeah. Um, that, that somebody's looking yeah. down their nose at you. And if, if what you want out of that situation is to be slightly degraded, but not, to, you know, not called terrible names, then that really works. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it does. It totally does. Um, my, my go-to, depending on, it, it actually depends on the submissive. You've, you've got to tune into what they need because what you're doing when you use a term is that you're pro- providing a coat hook for them to hang an entire personality on. So you need to get that right. Titles are written. Titles and names are really important, um, or can be. Some people don't mm-hmm. care, but um, what I found is that you know, uh, when you say to someone, you know, um, if you walk up to someone in, a, in 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 the middle of a a room in any situation and go right now, you know, hello, slut, get on your knees. That's not going to work. You're going to get a slap. But in the right context, <laughs> in the right situation, just you know, opening a door and saying, you know, come here, slut. That's oh, that's yeah. like a signal to your submissive that you know oh, here we are lights are rolling lights are on cameras rolling here we go, and and that that gets them in the <laughs> moment it helps put them in that space that they need to be in. Yep. So mm-hmm. you've kind of got to well again you've got to listen to what your submissive wants, um because you know yeah. if you use the wrong phrase like <sighs> I know I know that um <laughs> I've seen this I've seen this from people out in in GWA land where they say I want to be degraded. But I don't want you to say something about my sexual history or my intelligence or my um, height or, you know, whatever. There is a characteristic that they don't yeah. want you to mess with because it's almost too personal. So you right. do need to find out ahead of time because if, you know, if someone is if someone is at all sensitive about being, you know, or feeling like they're promiscuous or that they might, you know, they might stray or wander, calling them a slut, possibly not a good idea. Oh, and it yeah. goes the same way for pet names, too. Because mm-hmm. I've been listening to audios, I can't even say it, but uh, the BG word, 
I'll go ahead. It's baby girl. I hate that. Oh, it makes okay. my like skin. It makes my skin invert. So I've like been listening to audios <laughs> before and it happens, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. It, but it's just it's all personal pre- preference because I know it some really people is. hate being mm-hmm. called like a you know naughty like you said or slut or whore or um, stupid. I don't mind that, but a lot of people do. So yeah, it's yeah. Personal Every yeah, it's so personal, and everybody's got their own reasons, and and we're not here yep. to tell you that your reasons are right or wrong. We do, we don't care. It's your sex. This, this is what mm-hmm. we're telling you. Make your sex what you want it to be. That's what we want you to take from the show and from this. You know, we're just talking Definitely. about submission. You may you may hate submission. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't, don't let us everyone. tell you to do it. Don't let us talk <laughs> you into it. Um, but uh, yeah, this is your sex. You know, your thing and. I'm the same way like um you know there are some things that I I don't like being called stupid uh, mm-hmm. I don't like to do that uh, but I've heard it used too many times in a not so nice way and it's just something right. that rubs me wrong um you know it, so you know what I dead stop you know obviously people would know ahead but if somebody threw it out you know oh de- degrade me okay stupid slut and I'm like okay dial back on the stupid but otherwise you're good you know let's keep going yeah. you know yeah. I'm not gonna like dead stop it but some people if they heard that they could dead stop it so you know yeah. like you just you know that's why communicating is so important nobody wants to have a bad time when we're exactly. having sex right? we, we want to feel good yeah wanna, we want yeah. to enjoy it so um <laughs> And there, there is there is a level of, of um, you know, when you're a dom, you don't want to push the wrong buttons. Oh, because no. Because, we're you know, everyone's in it for a good time. So yeah. crashing someone out of that mood, I mean, it takes it can take forever to rebuild it afterwards. So, you know. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you have yeah. to be so careful very, very beforehand. True. Once things get moving, and if you've, if you've done your homework and you know what you're going to say, you know what people prefer, you know, jobs are good and off you go. But, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> right, right. I forced it out of you guys, so I guess I'll share mine. <laughs> I'm <just kidding. laughs> I won't go into mine too. Uh, as far as titles that I prefer uh, to use, uh, I am totally a girl that's into using daddy. Uh, I never thought I would be, not in a million years, because uh, I didn't grow up with a daddy. It's not a thing for me. Yep. Uh, so I was just like, meh. You know, I didn't ever think about it. However, I did realize that as I got older, I have always had a thing for older men. Always. Oh, same. <laughs> you know. You and Definitely. me, girl, we relate too much on that Twitter about older men. Um, <laughs> may, may, I, may I just interject here? Speaking as an older man. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Thank you so yeah, much. Uh... <laughs> We'd love to see it. <laughs> what can I tell you? <laughs> love to hear it. Yeah, You're welcome. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, I know. I um, I hate to admit that I'm getting older to where the much older men than me are getting up there. Um, <laughs> I like to still think I'm in my 20s. Um, but uh, yeah, no, the oof daddy moments are heavy for me. Um, but yeah. I, I've always loved older men. And then I didn't realize what it was for the longest time. But I have got, uh, you know, I've it's been, it's been, uh, coined and joked anybody that knows that's followed me long enough uh that i am the impreg queen uh and uh the original breadhead uh the breeding queen oh i Uh, love that because i'm a redhead and they turned it into breadhead and stuff and but uh when i came out gwa about like five years ago and stuff breeding wasn't very big uh now it's very big um 
uh, in, in Prague and everything and stuff. But I was, man, it was like hotcakes to me. I found my, that is, I didn't realize that's what it was. And then I was just like, oh, I'm about that. Um, so, um, so for me, I, I think the daddy thing ties into that a lot. Uh, so I think Ooh. that's why I'm so comfortable and I like it so much because uh, you know, you know, <laughs> if you're not a daddy and I'm not a homewrecker, then I have no problem making you one. <laughs> so that's where oh, it came from. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> so, wow. you know, that's the... <laughs> <laughs> there are, so, uh, so out there through, through all your listeners, a whole bunch of ears have just perked up. Yeah, right. Oh really? Hello. Hello, yeah. My card. <laughs> Gentlemen, form an orderly queue. Right, right. Um, <laughs> other than that, I think Sir is one that I kind of played around with some. It's it's not one that I've done hugely. Um, I love mm-hmm. using like Mister last name. You know, like it oh, kind of. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Um, so I, I kind of like that. Sir is good. Uh, I'm not into master at all. I I just. It's just not my thing. Um, I think it's because I'm also not into slate, like the grounds of submission that goes to the end of, like how we've talked about those mm-hmm. levels, the slave, the master and slave dynamic that goes a bit further. I'm not into that at all. Um, so I think yeah. that's why. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I know that's not always the case. Some people just like it as the title. Mm-hmm. Um, but for yeah. me, that's in my head. What I like being called. Ah, it's so hard I don't like I don't like baby girl little girl I don't you know I feel like I said I grew up so early so being called those things to me makes it sound like I'm a child you know almost oh right infantilism and I know that's not what they're doing but in my head that's how I take it and it bristles me um when I'm in the moment (laughs) yeah you know the bristling the bristling when they say it and you go hmm Mm-mm, mm-mm. No, yeah, I don't like know. that. I know, <laughs> baby girl. I'm a grown ass woman. What did you just say? <laughs> no, um, I kind of maybe it's because I'm from the south. I kind of like Angel mm-hmm. a little bit. Just a little bit. Ooh, just that's, a little. That's a good one. Um, I actually was talking. Um, maybe it was you, Smut. We were talking because before we were like, maybe we should compare notes for this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and, um, baby, I like baby if it's said in a re- like in a condescending way. Like I know that you're being, you know, kind ah. of a dick. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Oh, that's a good but one. I I feel you on the angel thing. Um, because. They say that they do say that a lot in the South, but it is if it's said right, it's nice. Oh yeah, sure. it's got to be said right though. I mean, in the South, can only a five foot three, curvy, saucy redhead call a six something burly man baby doll and get away with it? <laughs> yep, <it's laughs> you true. know it's so true. <laughs> I do like being called things, slutty things. I like to feel dirty. I don't know mm-hmm. when I'm submissive because I just do. <laughs> There are a few terms that, um, that tend to get tend to get used around sort of London ish, and they are terms of affection. Oh, yeah. You know, so darling, All right, darling. Mm. Um, but but if you if you're thinking about you know an angel, princess, and the third one, which doesn't get heard very often, but is is very familiar and very sort of um, demeaning, is treacle. All right, treacle, because yeah, the implication the implication treacle. is that you're sweet. But th- but thick and slow, so. Yeah, <laughs> I've never heard that. Yeah, I've, it's, it's, I had a yeah, I had a 
Scottish partner at one point, and he liked to use that one. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's uh, the princess one gets me too. I think it's because I've also yeah, to me it's a demeaning sort of thing. But if they are like you said, if they're using it in that way to like get under, Mm -hmm. especially if I'm being bratty, you know. Or if oh, they say that, yes. if I'm being bratty and they're like, oh, are you going to be a princess? Is that what you want to be today? And I'm just be like, no. <laughs> I can just get like, obviously not. Obviously not. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no. As far as a dominant, uh, funny enough, mm-hmm. I found that when I'm dominant, uh, you know, a lot of people like to use mistress, that uh, if it's used with my name, uh, I don't like it so much because hmm. to me, when I'm in my dominant role, I, you know, my dom, when I'm being the dom in the situation, I'm not my normal self. It is very, oh, right. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, so it would, Mistress Ruth doesn't work for me, but <laughs> Mistress Wren does. She's all Ooh. about dominating. So. See, that has a nice ring to it, too. It does, though, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. <laughs> so, you know, but it's it's pretty funny. Mm. Um, I can see that, though. There is a cultural difference here as well, because master is a, a term that we use um, in Britain, or used to use in Britain, to describe children. So before, when I was when I was young and growing oh. up, I used to get post addressed to post, master. Yeah, I was say post. Yeah, male, yeah. actual male. Um, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, master, last name. And then when I turned 18, I was Mr. So it's, oh. it's kind of a big deal. Um, <laughs> and and it's it's it haunts anyone with the surname Bates, of course, which is why I think we stopped using it. <laughs> so um, poor people. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, it, it's uh, so so master. I'm not I'm not quite so keen on Mr. I don't think I I do well with um, because there is again. I mean, <laughs> the thing about being a Brit is that there's so much of the class system knotted up in what we mm-hmm. call each other. It's just a minefield, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, other, the other thing is that, of course, if, um, you know, if you're giving your submissive time to speak, <laughs> then, you know, um, because yeah, that's right. that's a choice. Uh, <clears throat> they, they may not have time to call you anything. So it depends. Again, it depends on the moment. They may not even come up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's in... That's sometimes a very delightful thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Quiet. <laughs> well, except for certain noises. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I think those are those are my thing. As far as the ones I like to use, uh, I'm, you know, I use I like to use pet a lot. Pet a lot. Honey. Oh, I think yeah. I like to use angel, kitten, puppy. Kitten's good. I don't know. Kitten's, Kitten's very good. good. A lot of people really seem to love kitten. I don't know. I'm, I'm also, like, very personal. So I like to make my names personal so there's a weird there's some something actually i wanted to ask does anyone else here think that puppy is gendered because i've heard a lot of girls called kitten but i've only ever heard puppy used for boys i think it it's i don't think it has to be but i think it has been like Mm -hmm. subliminally gendered towards yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's actually true. That's very true. Very weird thing, but yeah, yeah I, I, I say it didn't occur to me that it would be, and yet my experience has shown, you know, has, has told me like this is only ever used for men. I wonder what that says about us. 
(laughs) (laughs) When I was trying to be inclusive to both, I realized that when it came, like, should I say, you know, should I call them kittens or puppies? I felt like kittens was just girls, puppies was just guys. So I met in the middle and I just called them pets. That's really smart. But yeah, it's fun either way. If you want to be a puppy and yeah. you're a girl, you can do that. Absolutely. <laughs> you say that's what you want to be. And you just yeah. say, hey, that's what I would like to be called. Yeah, you get to do pick. It. Do it. Yeah, do it. I like to be called angels. Some girls want to be called a little devil. Give it to them. Mm-hmm. Dude, give True. them what they want. <laughs> All right. So I've got some fun quotes as we are getting in on the episode. So this will be our last little, we have a last tangent and a couple of last questions uh, or discussion points. But I'm super excited about this because I found some quotes (laughs) um, that I want to have um, a discussion on. Okay. Um, So uh, before we started talking, before um, Snakey jumped in, me and uh, Smut were talking about it. Smut and I were talking about it. Um, about, for those that don't know, uh, we were talking about Anne Desclos. Um, uh, for those that don't know, pen name would be Pauline Riage, um, who is a French author, uh, in the 1950s in France. Uh, and she wrote, for anybody that knows the, the book called The Story of O., Mm-hmm. And and we'll get into what that was, and I'll I'll get into that. The whole story of it is, man, if there was ever a story to tell for this episode, this is it. But we're gonna go into her <laughs> quote first, and then we'll talk about it, and then we'll talk about her. So the quote that she gave is: "A truly submissive woman, we're gonna say person, a truly submissive person is to be treasured, cherished, and protected, for it is only them who can give a." person the gift or give a dominant the gift of submission so what are your thoughts on that i know earlier smut referred to submission as a gift i agree with that quote Mm -hmm. because i think that it's the submissive that chooses how much they're going to give the dom um in any situation and it is a gift because it's it's completely surrendering yourself to a person for a certain amount of time whatever your scene is relationship whatever so yeah i i've heard that one before and i very much agree with that quote for sure i yeah i agree too um (sighs) it's well it's nice to be um (laughs) sorry it is nice to be seen like that you know, when an author mm-hmm. when an author yeah. gets it to that level, and is able to um to put it into words so that you don't have to struggle with it, yeah, that's and that that is a, a really good descriptor. And and yes, yeah, submission is a gift because mm-hmm. you can't. I mean, um, we were talking earlier about fake doms and internet doms, and those are the people yeah. who assume submission before they earn it, uh-huh. and that's not how that works. So um, and like like with any gift, you want to treat it carefully. And yes, um, um, can can you repeat the first part of the quote again? Uh, the first part is a truly submissive person is to be treasured, yep. cherished, and protected. For it is only they who can give a dominant the gift of submission. And that that's three of the responsibilities of any decent dom. Right there, it lays it out really beautifully. Um, because you do want to you you're 
one of your primary duties is to take care of your submissive. You look after them. You are responsible for them. You have a duty of care to them. Um, so, you know, if, if you're being careless and if you don't care, because, you know, being a dom goes above and beyond what's, what happens in the scene or the moment, then you're not doing it right. And you need to because that, that, the, the vulnerability that you're given and the permission you're given to do, you know, the things that you you might want to do together, that that is not something that happens every day. So you need to treat it with the respect it deserves. Well said. I, uh, like both of you, definitely agreed when I uh, read it. And I was just like, yes, because I've always thought submission is a gift. It's, you know, it's... Um, I've always joked that the power of the dynamic is with the submissive in that unless they give anything up, it, it stops. Mm -hmm. There is no going forward. Um, and in that sense, in a way, the submissives hold the power. Um, it's they relinquish it to the dom and that's they hand it over, right. kind of like passing over the torch of power. Um, so that's how I've always felt about it. And so I loved, you know, and, and I definitely agree with the, this vulnerability, this what they're giving needs to be treasured and cherished and protected because it is a very big deal. Uh, and, and like you said, Smut put beautifully, when you are Dom, and, and I've been there a few moments, when it's given to you, that complete, it is a great feeling, not because you have the power in, in, in Smut, you might be able to say this better or a different way to say it. It's not beautiful because I have the power. It's beautiful because she's let go and she's able to reach this place that she's trying to reach. And it's great to me and I want to protect her and I want to help her see it through. And so it's beautiful in that sense to me mm -hmm. to, you know, to be mm -hmm. in that nice, uh, you know, it's kind of like, I feel like I just read something recently. It's called like the eye of storm. It's, you know, when I look at all the beauty around with me, that's when I realize I'm in the eye of the storm because it's swirling around. So I feel like that it's all these things you go through and then you're like in the eye of the storm, which is so calm and so serene. And it's like that moment of that complete clarity of her reaching that or him, whoever it is. So... I love that. That was such a good quote to bring mm -hmm. up to you. <laughs> um, for those that don't know, Anne wrote this when she was 47 years old, this book called The Story of O. And she wrote it, or at least I think it was two-thirds of it or three-fourths of it, at night, like on paper with pencil. And she wrote it as kind of a dare. Now, what the story is about, what you don't know, is it about as a woman who to show herself to her lover, this man that she, that was her end all. She was obsessed and in love with him and wanted to be adventurous and everything for him. She went to his world, which was this mansion of submission. Mm -hmm. She went there and she was collared in a ceremony and she was to do whatever she was told to do. And the whole thing is about a woman being blatantly open about her body and her sexuality and giving it over and exploring these things. And it was very racy for that oh, yeah. error. <laughs> Anyways, the reason it's so pivotal and the reason the story en enraptured me is because <laughs> at age 47, 
Anne had become obsessed and in love with this man that she worked with. And she wanted this book was a dare to get his attention, to be sexually exciting for him, because apparently he was quite the ladies man and um, had the attention of girls much younger than her. Um, and that's what it was all about and everything. And it, it's just this whole book and this whole story is about a submissive trying to insinuate themselves into what would make this dom happy and how to serve them and how to be and that obsession with pleasing them and letting go for them and anyways I'm looking forward to reading it but that's what the book is about um and that's why she wrote it it's very interesting um and she wrote some follow-up books to it later mm -hmm. and everything but because there's, I mean, there are there's like three that. Like novels that people regularly point out. You know, if you, if you're into dominance and submission, you want to look into uh, the story of O and Justine, and um, probably which is by the Marquis de Sade, and and also one of his others, which is 120 Days of Sodom. Although I wouldn't recommend that because it's terrible. Um, but if you were <laughs> One of the fun things about both of those, <laughs> is, both of those books, Justine and the Story of O, is that people get them confused a lot um, because they deal with similar subject matter. It's just that the Story of O is much more modern, and Justine was yeah. written back in the eighteenth, uh, nineteenth, yeah, back in the eighteenth century, nineteenth century. So um, Justine is a wild ride. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but you were talking about the book only being published in France, um, and and it's the what it's one of the few places where you'll see that novel the story of o out in prominent display in bookshops because the french are very proud mm -hmm. of it um oh, yeah. and they do the same with with the works of Desaad because of course he was french he's he's a little less well regarded but um <laughs> there is a bookshop in the center of london called foils if you know bookshops and you're into books it's one of the places that you go in london because it's an enormous bookshop and it's it's got everything um, and you will find <laughs> the story of O and Justine tucked away behind other books on a on a, on a, on a discreet little shelf. They're all very well. They're all very beautifully bound, and they don't sell that well. But they're always there because you know people will come in looking for them. Um, but yeah, they, they're not drawn attention to because one simply doesn't. Good God, yeah. Right. <laughs> but they're definitely. I mean, uh, the story of O. From what I've read of it, and again, I've only read extracts, is definitely worth a read. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm looking forward to reading it, but especially after I heard like the whole story, I was just like, "What?" Mm -hmm. And she oh, was yeah. very promiscuous about it and and everything. And I think in one interview, because she's she was 47 when she wrote it. Not that I'm saying that you can't knock it when you're 47. You definitely can, especially nowadays with health advances and you know mm -hmm. everything, and right. you know people not having to labor as intensively and in, you know most in most situations nowadays because we're so tech driven. But um, at 47, you know, somebody asked her why she wrote it on parchment with pencil. <laughs> and she said something so promiscuous, like, so that way she didn't, like, stain the bed sheets or something. And, like, oh, I was yeah. like, you fox, girl, get it? <laughs> like, um, and everything. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm totally hyped I to read it. I love that. Yeah, I know. I was just like, I can only imagine her at, like, and apparently she was a very demure, plain looking woman. She dressed kind of ritzy once she started getting some fame to her. But mm -hmm. apparently she was just girl next door, just plain girl looking girl. And so for her to have written this 
was quite a scandal in itself. Um, That's such a mood. <laughs> I know, right? It's so great. Um, okay, so I'm glad that you guys loved that quote and you agreed with it so well because <laughs> it came from a submissive's point of view and we all agree with it. Yep. And so oh, now definitely. I have yep. a quote from a dominant's point of view. This one is more contemporary. Uh, I don't know if either of you have heard of this book. It was a... Uh, I don't know if this one was a bestseller or the other one. Oh, no, the mm-hmm. other his other book was. But Michael Mackay. I don't know if Smut's heard of him. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Um, but he wrote something called The Doms of uh, Dominance and Submission, the BDSM Relationship Handbook. Bestseller. Mm-hmm. Um, and stuff. And he's he's highly quotable in the scenes. Now, I'm not saying I agree with him. I don't know anything. I purely picked him because of this quote. Um, this quote actually comes from 62 questions for your dom, which basically means if you're considering letting somebody be the actual dominant, if you're talking full lifestyle or a long-term partnership, uh, Uh either in scene or in an actual relationship and you want to explore the kink, these are 62 questions you should be asking your dominant when it, when he, the subject came up is submission a gift. So this is why I'm bringing this quote up. He says, a gift is something that is offered with no expectation of anything received in return. When it comes to dominant sub-relationships, you typically do expect something in return for your submission. You expect to be treated with respect and with love. You expect to be able to trust that your partner will not harm you or those you care about. You expect he does what he does because it is good for you rather than just good for him. You expect to be told the truth and you should have... And, and you should have an expectation that he is who and what he says he is. These are not unrealistic expectations, and you should never allow anyone to try and to convince you that they are. So what do you guys think? <laughs> mm. Interesting. <laughs> he's, he's right, but you can say yeah. that with don't be a dick. Yeah, you know? I was about to say it felt very assholey. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> I think he's got some great points in it. I think it is the tone and the tact. I think it's almost like he's walking with an air of authority, is what I feel like. I, I mean, basically, this tone is: I wrote the book on BDSM. When you said there are sixty-two questions you should be asking your dom, I'm like, oh god, it's a Cosmo article. <laughs> right right yeah yeah so i think th- this was a book that came later so i think he's definitely got the ego riding with him oh, in this God. one i think that's yeah i think that's what you kind of hear coming through this and stuff god save us from um, self-help books <laughs> there's definitely a way to reframe that if yeah. you can take those points and you can turn them into a broader conversation and you can take your time to get to know the person that you might want to submit to absolutely then you know that's a good framework to have but you know just Mm -hmm. thinking that you can uh ensure a a successful relationship with um with a with a checklist and a a self-help book no not really that's not going to work because people are people are people first and foremost everyone is different so what works for one person is not going to work for another and if you make the mistake of thinking that one size fits all then you're not always going to have a very good time with that. Mm-hmm. It's true. So, yeah, you know. definitely. I think when I 
I, and you know, and really this was to get a dialogue going, obviously very different. Like I said, submissive versus dominant. You should expect something like we've said, when you, um, sit down, I love to bring up because most people in the scene hate it. I love to bring up 50 shades of gray. Um, yeah, see, (laughs) it is because I hate it. I hate it. Um, but I love to bring it up because if you want to watch something on how not to have a dominant sub relationship, watch that movie, (laughs) watch it. It's literally, uh, but on the point of communicating, what is it big? There's a big show about the contract. And then working it out and things like that and stuff and everything. And then literally, I think it's not two days into the contract or something like that. And they break the (laughs) rules. Like, literally. And I'm just like, what? Really? That that book is just riddled with red flags. And this is coming from somebody. I read all three of them. The Mm -hmm. first one out of sheer curiosity because first Fifty Shades book came out when I had just turned 21. And at that time, um, I definitely knew this was something that I wanted to do, but I couldn't figure out um, how to tell somebody what I wanted or look for that person. I also didn't know how to go about finding parties or things to do with it or pieces of literature, etc. So I read it and it gave me a bit of a thrill. But the, the second time I read it, I was like, mm, this doesn't seem right. <laughs> And then I met people from the community through getting into it with my ex. And they were like, no, you're right. That that book is absolutely terrible. Like, don't follow anything that's in it. Like, Mm -mm. at all. And now, and then I read the other two out of sheer curiosity, like, of what it was going to be. And then after I got really deep into stuff and researching and reading other books, I'm like, this is fucking awful. Oh, yeah. (laughs) They should... They should take this out. And the amount of things I saw in sex shops after that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't stand. That's really what I can't it. stand more than anything. Oh, I really can't I more than anything. Like, if you want to read shit books, read shit books. But I, I talk about it uh, on an episode coming up uh, that will be mm-hmm. released before this one. Um but toys, we talk about toy discussion. I talk about how I went in there and they had like a, you know, educational book section, you know, for either like entertainment oh. or education. And there was, of course, a showcased Fifty Shades section and then like ones that were similar to it. And then, like you said, the branding of like a lot of BDSM yeah. stuff that's like Fifty Shades of Velvet or Fifty Shades of Sultry and <sighs> all this stuff. And I'm like, this is shit. <laughs> so I'm like, so, you know, I'm in there like being the weirdo that's like, yep, Fifty Shades stuff, huh? And they just like look at me and I'm less like, you don't know. You don't know. You're just working your nine to five. I get it, man. I <laughs> just keep walking. It's it's so bad. And the fact that um, going into it and that was the first introduction to my mm. ex to some of the stuff too. Oh gosh. And oh yeah. <laughs> because I couldn't get him to do it. I was like, and I'm terrible about talking or you <laughs> I'm getting better. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> um so I didn't know what to do so I was just like just read this part of it. Don't read all of it, just read this part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we went to like a sex shop afterwards, I think to get like a, a spanking paddle or something. And he was like, oh, look at this one. And I'm like, no, not that one. <laughs> like we're not buying stuff branded with 50 shades. We're not doing that. <laughs> and it's just, it's such bad information because 
I even knew not knowing a whole lot about that scene um, where he completely just disregards everything that she's saying. So manipulative. Yes. It's, oh my God, like putting a tracker in her car. That's not being a dom. That's being a stalker. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's too much. It's, It's incredibly too much. It's very obsessive and different things and and it's not anything of any sort of healthy one relationship let alone dom sub kink slash dynamic lifestyle which that's what it was trying to sell i know that it's you know we're talking about it being a kink here but i think it was definitely trying to sell a dominant submissive lifestyle but it was so muddled and and the writer i don't think understood didn't know enough about it in general. I think she really was just right. writing closet kink from what she had maybe come across on the internet. You've yeah. got to treat Fifty Shades of Grey as what it actually is, which mm-hmm. is a, a vicarious thrill for people who are not in that lifestyle um, mm-hmm. so that they can read something salacious, have a wank, put the book down, and go back to their lives. And that's all it <laughs> yeah. is. It is not yeah. a guidebook. And if you treat oh, it yeah. like that, oh boy are you in for a surprise um you know um the thing about uh, i guess the thing about um, like reading books actually is um it's all it only takes you so far there is a uh, somebody that i i knew who was uh who had been a, a dom for most of his adult life um described people who read a book and think oh that sounds like fun and then want to get involved as what he calls bedroom guitarists. So you can be the the greatest rock and roll guitarist in the world, but if you only ever practice in your bedroom and never play with a band, you'll never actually be any good. That's so funny. Yeah. So um and, and who wants to who wants to listen to someone whose entire experience of something is playing to themselves in front of a mirror in their bedroom? Right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Cuz you know uh, and and that's the other thing is that BDSM uh, and dominance and submission is a team event. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you can't do this from one side only. You have to go out and find people. If if Fifty Shades spurs your interest, if it lights something up in you, fantastic. But put it down, leave it alone, <laughs> and go and find people who actually <laughs> know what they're talking about. Yeah. Because you will yeah, learn so much more. And then also consider. And that's my thing, too. Yeah, like, you know, there are small elements and small things, like, if they excite you. Like, if the spankiness excites you, then that doesn't mean you have to be into BDSM, even. It just mm-hmm. means you could have just a small yeah. spanking fet- or kink. Yep. Um, but, like, also consider with those books the f- fantasy they're selling. She basically became, like, into him. You know, he had these big, huge, sweeping romantic gestures, even when he said he was not into love and not into romance. And he used that to hide all the manipulation and to oh, basically yeah. like smoke and mirror her, you know, like whisking her off to, I don't know, whatever fucking city they went to. They went to some city just for like a day trip, yeah. like, spot. oh, let's go out to lunch. And he took her to like probably Paris. It was probably cliche. But he took her <laughs> to like Paris or Italy or something. And then they spent the night there and it was glorious and beautiful and you know, and and then like then the next day it's like okay now I'm gonna take you to the playroom and beat you up for like Spank eight you. hours and then leave you alone <laughs> on the couch like you yeah. know like it was just it was a much bigger fantasy that was being so 
you know, sold there, you know, because, you know, what woman doesn't want like security and like to never have to worry about money and to right. treat like a princess and then and to get sexually gratified. And, and if you're talking to people that are reading the book and don't understand the kinks or what's actually going on here that's wrong, then, yeah, great fantasy. Fantastic. Yeah. What woman doesn't want all that? Um, we're just saying in theory and in practice when it comes to this kink, it is not <laughs> it yeah. is not what you should be seeking. That last scene in the first book, I was so gagged. I'm like, that's sub drop. And he's just like, yep, sort it out. <laughs> See <know>. you later. <laughs> it was, I was like, ew. <laughs> yeah, I was mad at both of them, to be honest, because yeah. I know a big part of it they played up was like her inexperience. But right. at the same time, she could have easily called red light just as she should have. Yeah. She should have. And it was right. both of them. And I, I realized it was manipulation on both their parts and like her wanting to please him. And there's a lot at play that it was trying to get at. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like at one point, I was just like, girl, enough of his bullshit. Call red light. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Leave. <laughs> so I think we've kind of talked about it. Uh, I have one last quote uh, that I thought was pretty cool. Uh, and so sometimes when I think of my dominant self and how I feel about that, um, I think of this quote, which is, he who is not a good servant will not be a good master. Ooh. Hmm. That's interesting. <laughs> I kind of see where that's coming from. Because, yeah. um, I mean, there, there is there is an aspect of... Uh, of a dominance and submissive relationship, which is that a dominant, to an extent, not a hundred percent, but to an extent, caters to um, the desires and needs of a submissive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Unless you know uh, how to do that, you can't make that happen. So, um, yeah, you've. Got, I mean, you 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 might be in a position of authority. You might be in the position of responsibility for a scene, but unless you've actually sat down and thought about how you can serve those needs, it yeah. isn't going to work, or it's not going to work as well as it should, and that's just going to be right. disappointing for everybody. Unless you're an unless you're an asshole, in which case you know you probably don't care at that point. <laughs> um, but yeah, you, and, and it, it does seem paradoxical uh, sometimes because um, like, you know. A, a dom looks like they should be in charge. They look like they should be getting their way constantly. And that is true to a point. Mm-hmm. Because um, mm-hmm. what a dom is actually going to do is facilitate someone else's pleasure. They're going to get their own at the same right. time. Or, um, or And if not at the same time, then shortly thereafter. And they'd better, because otherwise that's not an equal <laughs> relationship. Right. So... True. Yeah, so I would agree with the quote. It's just, it's one that you need to unpack and think about a bit. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. It definitely needs to be unpacked. It, it's kind of, you know, it's it's kind of like when you're the captain of the ship. You do lead the whole ship, and without it, without your directive, there are no moving parts. There's no direction. Everything's in chaos, And but, you know, right. in that sense, in a way, you're kind of serving in the fact that you're supposed to keep eyes on all these things. You're supposed to direct. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to. And in doing that, you're serving the entire ship to get where you need to go. That totally makes sense. Well, we have we have talked this kink to death almost, I think. <laughs> and this is not snuff week, so we're going to 
you know <laughs> we'll dial it back maybe we'll have you guys back for that one <laughs> so Ooh. we know you like the dark stuff <laughs> oh yes final notes um if somebody is considering submission um from your perspective what would be your final you know, piece of advice or just a little blurb if they're considering it and they've never really explored it a whole lot from your perspective of, you know, being a submissive, snaky, and being a dom mm-hmm. smut, what would be your advice or your pa- your last passing note to them as they consider exploring it more? Um, I would say, I hope you don't mind if I go first. <laughs> okay. Um, I would say trust. Trust yourself and find somebody to play with and to explore that you trust, whether you're in a relationship with them or not, because not everybody who tries out um, submission is in a relationship with their dom. You Mm -hmm. can go to parties, um, you can do a scene, uh, but it's about trusting yourself to know when to stop and what your limits are and trusting who you're playing with. Mm -hmm. Just be safe. (laughs) definitely and we and we've talked i'll just uh, segue real Mm -hmm. quick we've talked about it before in previous episodes but when she says parties you know it does mean like in the kink community or you know private parties that you that are networked out of there in the scene things like that so that's what she means when she says parties don't go to some rando party (laughs) where there's alcohol and just be like hey i'm looking for a dom because i'm sure somebody will pop up but it is not going to be what you expect (laughs) yeah it's not going to be a good time (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> but what about you? What do you what have you got for the would be possibly submissives out there? Find someone who find someone who's interested in listening to you. Um don't just assume that anyone who says they're a dom is a dom. Um and be careful because what you're getting into is complicated and Sometimes tricky and fraught yeah. with, um, you know, with, with the possibility for misunderstanding. So establish trust, establish boundaries, and stick to them. Mm-hmm. Good advice. Good advice. Definitely, mm-hmm. definitely good advice. Uh, I totally agree with that. Um, my advice for you would be pets. <laughs> um, <laughs> you've heard me tell some of my horror stories and stuff I think snaky and and smut have basically said you definitely need to be open about what you definitely want you need to be open if you definitely don't know what you want and and um and like you said it needs to be with somebody that's going to listen and that you trust to listen and not in the moment ignore uh safe words and or ignore what you've previously discussed. Um, Mm -hmm. That was my bad experience, which if you go back to older episodes, you will recall, listeners. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But you need somebody that's going to listen, especially when you're in those moments of vulnerability. Uh, So, and other than that, I did have one question really quick. Um, And I don't know if um, Snakey or Smut's going to agree with me. They could totally disagree with me. I was asked (laughs) this question. It came through my Twitter when I brought up this episode that I was Mm -hmm. recording soon. And someone said, uh, I'm relatively new to sex, practically a virgin. And I'm just, this is how it was worded. If uh, trying sex out in the very first times, 
uh, should I try out dominant or submission first? And my advice to you is neither. I think you yeah. need to figure out sex a little bit more and what you yes. even just like for your body before you get into a lot of kink. Um, Absolutely agree with mm-hmm. you there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is, that was, test the waters yeah, first. <laughs> test everything out. Let's, yeah, get the, you know, you got to, I've said it before, you need to, you need to walk before you run, okay? <laughs> yeah. So, and there's nothing wrong with that. Everybody goes at their own pace. You need to be comfortable with sex and your body first, is my opinion, and get a yeah. feel for what you really enjoy. Um, yes. Before you start going and doing crazy things with it. <laughs> yeah, before you start to add, you know, before you start to add things, you know, and stuff, mm-hmm. it's got to start yep. somewhere. And also, not even just like as a cautionary tale, but like, we all want great sex. If, mm-hmm. if you've barely explored your body and you barely know what you like, oh man, you are missing out to be able to tell a dom what you really like. Like. Yes. Exactly. Like, yes. <laughs> Snakey's like, yes. <laughs> because like if, if I went in there and, you know, very young submissive me that wouldn't say anything, you know, a dom might be like, oh, do you want to be spanked? Do you, you know, do you want to do this? Do you want to be tied up? Do you, do you like sensory play? Do you, do you like to be degraded and stuff? I'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, and okay, maybe I'll still have good sex or maybe it'll just be like a little weird and I'll be like, okay, I like that. I don't like that. But now, mm-hmm. knowing what I know, when I go and I'm like, yes, please, I want this and this and this, <laughs> you know, and it cuts through yeah. a lot of the awkwardness and uh, gets right to the good stuff. <laughs> Find out what you like about yourself and then go forward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what you like with sex and what you like being done to you, experiment, and then pick a side or pick both, be a switch. <laughs> don't pick a side yeah Whatever you pick like. a side and then change it five minutes later <laughs> just do yeah. it and, and also don't assume that you know how to do these things because oh god yeah that yes. too because the thing the thing i've noticed um my my own journey uh is that there is always something new to learn mm-hmm. about every aspect of this so there is no point at which somebody knows everything. It's it's not possible to to, to know it all. Um, but know what you want. Because if you come to a dom and say, you know, dom me, and they do, and it's not <laughs> what you thought it was, that's your fault. Mm-hmm. If you weren't if you weren't clear, that's on you, not on them. Mm-hmm. Um I mean any Dom worth their salt is gonna say, Okay, how? <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> all right, well, and what does that look like for you? And if you don't know, they're gonna say, oh, you know what? Yeah. Come back when you do. Exactly. Yeah. If they if they immediately move to okay, that's fine. Let me tie you to something and whip you. Uh, that's <laughs> that's a point you want to you want to leave the uh, the conversation immediately. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, if you I mean if you if you're just starting out, learn your body, learn your limits, learn how much pleasure you can take, learn how much pain you can take for that matter, um, because you need before anything else, you need to know when to tell people to stop. Yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, you definitely need to. And and not what everybody assumes. I mean, if, you, if you're definitely just learning sex, there's probably a lot of things you assume that are not correct. Some people say, mm-hmm. oh, well, I'm in a uh, dom yes. sub, uh, so that means uh, he's going to tie me up or I'm going to wear a collar and things like that. And that is not the case. 
Uh, I am into submission, but I am barely exploring tying and I'm not completely comfortable with it. So, but some people would think, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm submissive. So cuff me, tie me, do whatever you want with me. Nope. That's not (laughs) the way it works. (laughs) Right. Some subs, very much so. They love it. They love it. Uh, They love certain things. Some subs like to be gagged. Some appall, you know, hate it. Uh, Everybody's different. So don't assume anything. Assume, you know, find out what you like. And know how you want to be dominated and how you want to explore submission and then be communicative. Yep, because not everyone wants to be suspended from the ceiling covered in pins. But, <laughs> yeah, no, but some people do, and it looks amazing. It's just not for everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not for everybody. Yeah, so, exactly. All right, well, um, I think that's all we have. I, I hope you guys really enjoyed our discussion. I had yes, lots indeed. of fun. It was, oh my God, yes. it was great. Uh, hopefully we, uh, you know, I can go these two to come back um, in the future. Anytime you want to. Or for yeah. some more serious, yeah, more serious conversation, whatever. We'll have to, I'll have to find more kinks. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, but before we go, uh, this is their chance. I'm all about self-promo, not for myself, but my forget my guests to self-promo themselves. <laughs> so Aww, thank you. <laughs> so as far as what's coming up or what to look for or where to find you guys, uh please tell my guests where our listeners, where can they find you? I'll go first. Uh you can find me on Reddit under Snaky Smut. I'm pretty much Snaky Smut wherever you try and look for me. I also have a Patreon where I do lots of fun stuff that doesn't go anywhere else. It's where I spend the most amount of my time. You can also find me on OnlyFans. Um I've been doing that for a few months and it's going really well. You can check me out there. Again, it's Snaky Smut. Um I'm recently dipping my toes into the waters over on uh, Literotica so you can find me there too um but that's pretty much it just snaky smut every single place <laughs> google it yeah but uh, we're gonna we're gonna hook you, hook you guys up with a couple of links because she is great at organizing and like everywhere you go oh, thank you she like cross references <laughs> everything else so yeah we'll set you up with a couple and you'll be a golden so yes <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and Talking Smut, where can we find you? You can find me on Reddit as Talking Smut. Uh, you can mm-hmm. find me on Twitter at Talking Smut. You can find me on Patreon. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm also there making stuff that, again, doesn't see the light of day on Reddit for various reasons. Um, <laughs> I tend to uh, I tend to restrict Reddit now for you know, script fills and the like. Um, and I tend to do the, my own stuff for Patreon. Um where else am I? Uh, I'm, I have a profile on Literotica, but I haven't published anything there yet, but I'm going to because, you know, if something's worth doing, it's worth doing long form. Um, mm-hmm. And where else? I think that's it. I don't have an OnlyFans. I'm, I'm very rare in that regard. <laughs> nice. Maybe one maybe, day. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Maybe, maybe after some time in the gym and, you know. <laughs> and, once, and once the pandemic... F- disappears yeah right right yes awesome well great well we'll we'll set we'll get you guys all linked up you guys should definitely look them up show them some love they are i only have good people on this show so if you don't check them out you're doing yourself a disservice so thank you thank you so much for having us thank you thank you and uh we'll catch you guys next episode um you're just gonna have to keep your ears out and see what we have planned bye Mm, bye bye